This episode was helped brought to you by our newest sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. They're a brewery out there in Eastern Iowa. So if you're in the area, make sure to stop by Kelowna and check out their brewery. Great food at the restaurant there. Great beer, obviously. If you're in the Midwest, check out any Hy-Vee's. I believe they carry the six packs and they have different types of flavors. So you guys are going to want to, you know, definitely try that out. And I think throughout this whole process, Fishing Kid and myself for Beer Fish Fanatics, we're going to be doing some giveaways here and there. If you guys can go ahead and tag us here and there with your Kelowna beer. So other than that, enjoy the episode, guys. All right, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny with Mawpaw Fishing. We got Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel and on TikTok. And on TikTok. Dude, you're tic- Dude, okay. So if you guys have been listening and watching, I'm just curious. What, how many views have you reached on that freaking video now? Oh, that one video, yeah. it's got 420-some thousand. Wow. Viral off of filleting uh, a walleye. I don't know. It's a fluke because every, every other video is like, you know, a few hundred or a couple thousand here and there. So make sure you guys follow Fishing Kit on TikTok and Beer Fish Fanatics, please. You know, for some wholesome fishing content. There you go. There you go. That's right. That's right. Today, uh, we're on site here, and you guys are probably wondering who's this gentleman in the center here. He's, he's the man of the hour, the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. Um, you probably have heard us talk about Mr. Yang. Thank you. So, Welcome. Thank you for joining us, man. Hey, appreciate it. Um, no problem. We, you know, we didn't have anybody else to really talk shit with, so <laughs> grab this guy since he likes to fish with hey, us. Hey, I'm a truth teller today. All right. Got a question? You go ahead and uh, you know submit that question. <laughs> hey, I will do my best to answer it. You may not like the answer, but you will get an answer. All right, sounds good. Well, today I'm drinking uh, from Peace Tree Brewing. I'm drinking the uh, Lake Loop Pale Ale. Um, it's a pale ale. Well, <laughs> what do you got, kid? Go ahead, Mr. Yang. Mr. Yang for oh, yeah, Mr. yeah. Yang. And you know what? I got a blonde fat ale. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Okay, so yeah. That uh, one's a, yeah. a peach tree also. That's I a know. fat, fat ale. We'll call yeah, it a fat ale. ale. I, I would have liked it better if it was a blondy fatty, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. What do you got, kid? I got the, from Exile Brewing Company, the Zoltan nice. Session IPA. So. Well, it says Island Ale on here. Is it? Usually it says Session IPA, right? Yeah. Island Ale. Mm. I don't know. Cheers, yeah. guys. Thank you. But Thanks for inviting me on to the show. Yeah, that one's a doozy over there, Mr. Yang. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I like fatties and I like blondes, so <laughs> it works. You like fatties and blondes. I don't know. We might get in trouble <laughs> on that one, but all right. Cheers to that. Ooh. So, anybody's wondering what a pale ale is, it's pretty much, I think it's like malts. I think they make it out malts and barleys, right? Malts. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not too hoppy though. Pale ale is not Indian pale ale for sure, but it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. This yeah, this used to be called a session IPA. I wonder, wonder why the change. Island ale now. I don't know. Hey, so this is the first time we actually have like a live audience. This is kind of interesting. That's so right, FYI, right. so I, mean, I don't think you guys can see if you guys are watching this shit on YouTube, but we got like a audience that are like looking at us here and. Oh, sock, Socky Fishing. Socky Fishing is here, Sean. Last time he passed out right behind the camera, so I think he's planning on doing the same thing today. That's right. That's uh, right. And we have uh, Mrs. Yang right here. You can't, I don't know if you can see it, but she, she's actually making some yeah, delicious. Frying up some ribs. Frying, yep. So we're on site here. Uh, we're fishing somewhere south of That's where right. we normally uh, 
fish and we're, we're going after what are we going after this trip guys uh everything <laughs> that's right white bass catfish. well yeah well you know technically this is kind of like the best time for the white bass because this is kind of like their migration to you know they're going to fatten up for the winter so you know if y'all want to go fishing you know this is kind of like this secret location this is where they're all showing up you know the shad run is on so this is why this is why we're here i mean this is why we picked this time so if anybody wants to know that's why we're fishing is because you know this is the uh white bass run right here you know? so, you're, so you're telling me we're fishing because the fish are biting yes <laughs> it is uh, they weren't biting this morning not yeah, for yeah. me anyway yeah. how'd you guys do today because I, I didn't get a chance to go this morning because uh I, I told this guy we went fishing last night till about 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m., and I was like, yeah, I'm going to wake up in an hour and a half, two hours. Me and Saki decided, nope, we're sleeping. Uh, mm. But how would you guys do at least this morning? Well, when I woke up, um, you know, after our little reunion last night, uh, <laughs> we, set us, we set a few lines out, like right, right outside of my tent, within arm's reach so I could reel in the fish. But um, in my stupor, I forgot to open up the spool again. So when I woke up this morning, my line was like all the way to the left. I was like, uh-oh. And then I reeled it up and everything was gone. It, like, it, it got, my line broke off. I think it got caught up on, on some rocks or something. Uh, so that's pretty disappointing. It had to be been a pretty big fish. Well, you know, that's lessons learned right there for anybody that's fishing arm's length, you know. Yeah. Always have the spool open. Yeah. Totally, you know, I totally think that, you know, that's up. And know. maybe, you know, not go buck wild before you go to bed so you remember <laughs> things. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a long night last night. It was it a was. very fun long night with a lot of adult beverages. But, um, no, we haven't seen you in a while. This is Mr. Yang, like I said, he's uh, Denver, Colorado, right? Tell us That's a little right. bit about yourself. How about you and your fishing aquamarine? Yeah, like why do we have Mr. Yang here? Yeah. Who is Mr. Yang? Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I'm an amateur fisherman, but hey, you know what? I'm just like your fans. I'm like always learning from you guys. So this is kind of like my, you know, kind of like my lake of choice to come. And like I said here, this is the uh, the run for the white bass. And I just want everybody to know that, you know, this is what we do. You know, fishing is about not just about information, but about, you know, it's kind of like timing and kind of like the weather and so forth like that. So that's why we're here. And, you know, I think we're going to kill it later. I know. I have a feeling they're going to come in. It's been a little warm right now, but, you know, the the uh, temperature has dropped a little bit. And so, you know, that should make the fish super active. So, I mean, you know, I'm no expert, but, you know, 20 years of fishing, I think I've learned a little bit. To, yeah, you just go a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. what I tell everybody. Like, you're, you're right. pretty good at fishing. Like, no, I just go, like, Exactly. All the time. You know, that's what I'm saying. You go enough times, and, hey, you know what? Some days yeah. the fish will, the fishing gods will smile on you. Yeah, it's, it's knowledge, not skills, I guess. That's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> this is built Thanks. over years. <laughs> I have neither. <laughs> that's, but that's okay. And I keep getting bit. If you guys are wondering why, you know, if you're watching YouTube, why I keep scratching my damn legs. These damn flies here are just tearing me up. We were just talking about this crap. So, what is is it deep free or not deep free? This one's the deep free. Right, Actually, I haven't been bit once, and I haven't used either. That's true. So, so all right, listeners, I've always heard. I don't know if you guys know this or not. So, if you have type O blood, I think you're like more attracted to insects to bite. I thought it was just because the alcohol consumption. Actually, the it's the uh, you know, the uh, carbon that you le that you breathe out. So when you drink, you actually breathe more, and that's why you get the mosquitoes. That's that's a true fact. 
They yeah. like they they they're hone in on the carbon dioxide that you are breathing out of your system. So you're telling me I get bit all the damn time it's because I drink too much. Exactly. You breathe too hard. And you breathe too hard. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying how much? So me lose, be- 40, lose 40 pounds and not drink enough and no mosquitoes will ever bite so, you. So you're telling me my fat ass has everything to do with it and not my blood type. I'm just telling you the truth today. I told you, you guys put me on this show to tell you the truth. All I'm right. telling you the truth right now. Lose 40 pounds and stop drinking. No mosquitoes will ever look at you the same. Like, dude, there's other fat dudes that we can go. <laughs> All right. Man, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm going to have to. Okay. Well, there's only one way to challenge that, right? So, well, then again, Kit over here doesn't get bit. Well, not yeah. yet. Not He's skinny. Flies. He's skinny. He's not type O. He's not type. I don't know. Right? And he doesn't breathe hard. So, oh, there you go. See, there's three right <laughs> so there. You, so you're saying I breathe. Well, yeah, shit. I better lose some weight. <laughs> I didn't say you had to lose well, weight. I'm goes, just saying if you want to stop being bit, that's yeah. what you have to do. That's well, there, there goes my hypothesis of just being type O blood and just blaming <laughs> that my entire life. When in reality, it was my fat ass breathing too hard and then drinking too much. That's right. Thanks, Mr. Yang. Hey. I'm here to tell the truth. Again, ask your fans if they got any questions for Mr. Yang. I will definitely answer it for you. All right. So why do you like white bass so much? You know, people think that that's really a junk fish, but, you know, that the word bass in itself right there, that's like a self-generating fish. And so I think people think of it in terms of like, hey, because they don't stock it, it becomes a junk fish. But in reality, this is a fish that, you know, it sustains itself. And, you know, and it and it's a great fishing opportunity for anglers to get that. And they're a great fighting fish and they're a good table fare, too. So, I mean, I don't know why this notion of, you know, trash fish came from. But mm. I think this fish right here is really a good table fare fish. If you like white, fleshy, you know, you know non-fishy tasting, then white bass should be on your table. I mean, with other fish, I think this is this is one of the species that I think that we can actually, you know, responsibly harvest and not have to worry about, you know, the the the, the problems with that we have with other fish that don't produce naturally within the system, like walleyes or trout or something like that. So, you know, you know, this is like one of the few fish that replenishes itself in most reservoirs that allow it to, you know, that have the capacity to kind of like you know, have the bait fish and so forth like that. These fish will replenish themselves. So I think this is a great resource. I think people shouldn't look down on white bass. You know, if you have a chance to to fish for them, they're a great fighting fish. They're a great table fare. And also, like I said, you know, they're a sustaining resource that I think most people should take more, you know, should take more of and leave the other fish that, you know, kind of like the walleyes or, you know, even the catfish or something like that, that, you know, that are a little harder to replenish in our reservoir. So, I mean, if you're looking for something that, you know, is great table fare and, you know, you're looking for something that you can responsibly, you know, use, I think white bass should be on your top, top, you know, one of your top fish on there, really. Do you ever want to be a fish biologist? <laughs> well, you know what? I really did start off as a biologist when I started school. <laughs> then I just realized that, you know what, they didn't make enough money. So, <laughs> so that's why I went into computers. But, you know, I'm just saying I'm always fascinated with, you know, kind of like how human interacts with, you know, their environment. And, you know, fishing is kind of like the ultimate, right? Because you are, 
you're also the, you know, you conserve and you're also the ones that are taking the resources. And I think like if everybody had the mindset of like, hey, you know, I can harvest this fish or I can harvest this species and it's going to be great for the environment that I think we should. But I think we have to like, you know, limit ourselves because, you know, we have the capacity right now to eliminate every species we know in our reservoirs with all the technology that we have right now and, you know, with all of the gear that's getting better every year, you know, that we can totally eliminate them. And I, I feel like it, we should really ask ourselves, like, do, should we? And then the other one is, you know, do we want to, you know, so should we eliminate them or should we fish them to elimination? I think, you know, that's another that's another issue. But should we do it? You know, that should be the one that stops us. I think, you know, for us to have like, you know, teeming reservoirs and, you know, having everybody enjoy this sport. I think it's more than, you know, just not, you know, it shouldn't just be like, hey, let's get more fishermen on the lake. I think now we have to really think about like, hey, when we have fishermen on the lake, let's conserve. Let's let's start teaching fishermen about like, hey, what are these resources? You know, you know, kind of like understanding like, you know, what takes to make a great, re you know, a great reservoir like, you know, Iowa or even in Colorado. I mean, like, we think about like fish and we're like, hey, this is a resource that isn't unlimited. It's a limited resource. And if we want to con continue to grow the sport and have people understand like, hey, this is what we want every fisherman to enjoy, catching fish, you know, having your first fish, having, you know, having the quality of fish that we're going to catch. You know, we have to understand and abide by rules. And sometimes rules aren't written. I think it's sometimes we have to understand like, hey, Maybe I got to let this guy go. Maybe I have to slot limit myself. Maybe I have to keep less than my limit because you know what? To me, it's like every fish that, that I bring in or every fish that I say, oh, I'm going to let go. They're the same memories to me because then I feel like, hey, you know what? I caught this nice fish. I'm going to let it go. Somebody else is going to enjoy it. But I have the memories in, my, in the back of my mind, and that's the greatest part about fishing. It's not like hunting or anything where, like, this prey has to go down and then I can't release it. Fishing is like one of those rare sports where like, hey, I could choose to keep every fish or I can choose to say, hey, I'm just looking at this fish. I'm going to let it go. And and I just want people like that listen to your show to understand like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, as fishermen, I don't know about other sports, but fishermen, we have a responsibility to each other to make sure that fisheries that we control, that we fish, ha continue to have the great experiences that we want. Kind of like in this reservoir that we're here right now. I mean, if we were to keep everything, you know, and not throw anything back, this resource would dry up. But, you know, because a lot of the anglers here realize that, hey, we can't keep every fish and we can't keep everything that we catch. We got to release some of this. This is why this is a thriving reservoir. And this is not just for this reservoir, it's for every reservoir. And I want every fisherman to understand, like, hey, you have a responsibility when you're a fisherman to pass it on to the next generation. And that includes, you know, just not rules and regulations, but also the appreciation for the prey or the game that you're going after. That's all. Cheers. Hmm. Sorry, Man. went philosophical there. <laughs> yeah, that was, no, that's awesome. That was good info, I like that. Yeah, we, uh, we fried up some white bass yesterday. It tastes fine. I mean, it's not a walleye. You know, everyone's always like walleye and crappies only. That's true. But you know, white bass, they're they're like plentiful, and um, a lot of well, a few states, at least in Iowa and where where we're at here, it's like unlimited. There's right. no limit, so they can take the pressure, um, for the most part, I think. 
that's why uh, they're kind of like popular mm-hmm. with certain groups of people. We're humans. We can eat everything to death. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah, white bass. They can they can handle most of the pressure. That's why a lot of the lakes they don't have a limit on. And um, but here, man, they they get big here. I think there's just enough harvest where there isn't too many that they're all stunted. And uh, if we can find those big ones, man, they're like, you know, two-plus pounders. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this afternoon or this evening. That's <laughs> that's our goal, and we'll see if we can find them. But, you know, I was actually I was just thinking you were just talking about, like, technology, how it's getting better and better for, like, for fishing-wise and everything. Right. You, you guys ever think there's going to be a, a point where they're going to ban certain things? Because, you know, let's just say, you know, we talked about this a while back, I think, Kid, but we are just like, everything from, like, panoptics, then there's live scope, then is it, when does it ever stop? It's going to just continuously get better. Do you think they'll ever say, no, you can't use this technology to go after fish? Because do you think it'll ever destroy or, you know, uh, really endanger fish? If anything, they'll just change limits, really. I think They're so, not going to ban, like, you know, live scope or something like that. It's just, uh, you know, if they see, I mean, we're not biologists, but if they see, you know, numbers decreasing mm-hmm. and then they'll just do whatever they need to do, like, you know, DNR-wise to, uh, like, just reduce limits. And I, I don't think there's a way they can, like, point their finger at, like, oh, this is why people are catching more fish. We're going to ban that. And I think I think that's right, too. And, and to me, it's like, I think... You're going to see fishermen, I think, in the future, reject kind of like the technology that gives them such an advantage that, you know, we're going to go back to kind of like the, you know, kind of like back to the days of, you know, kind of like understanding a lake, you know, fishing it, understanding currents and stuff like that without the technology. Because I really do think that the art of fishing is being lost because the more technology that we bring into this sport, the less hunting or fishing it becomes, right? Because to me, it's like, if you have a technology that is able to pinpoint the fish, tell you what size they are before you even drop in there, what they like, I mean, that is no longer fishing. That is just harvesting. And so to me, it's like, I think you're going to see fishermen understand that, hey, you know, at some point, if I want to challenge, maybe I go back to the days where, like, I drop a line in, not knowing what I'm going to catch, and just kind of listen to my own instincts of saying, hey, I have presented this lure this into this body of water i don't know what's under what's underneath there but like you know i now have to figure all this out without having a machine a computer or a a display tell me what's underneath there i think i think you know a lot of people think that most fishermen want to do that but i think deep down inside like for me it's like you know i i have an ls too and and to me it's like that to me it's like almost cheating in a way but i think sometimes i just want to fish blind the, 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 the thought of catching something I don't know it's going to bite is kind of more exciting to me than really seeing this fish chase a lure or, or, or knowing how many fish are underneath there. I think, that's where, I think that's where a real fisherman comes into their own because that's when you become a better fisherman is when the technology doesn't, isn't part of the real fishing trip. It's an enhancement, but I think the fisherman becomes a fisherman because they understand the water, they understand a lake, they understand the biology, you know, the interactions between the fish and whatever environment they're living in. And that's when that's what makes a fisherman complete. It's not the technology. I think it's really easy right now to go out and get, you know, $3,000 equipment and become an excellent 
angler because you know what's underneath there. Yeah. What I'm saying is a real fisherman is, you know, part part of being a fisherman is one, not knowing what you're going to catch, two, trying to figure out what they want, and three, understanding the, the body of water that you're fishing in because, you know, just like any prey, you know, kind of like hunting or whatever, you have to understand what you're trying to fish, what you're trying to catch, and, you know, and, and where they're going to be at a certain time of the of the year of the day of the time so to me it's like that you know that in itself is a real fisherman you know anybody can go out right now and get any equipment that they want and and i'm not saying like that's a bad thing i'm just saying like that's just being lazy if you you know if you use it once or twice i think to to understand where these fish are and what their movement are i think that's great i think when you become lazy and you just show up at any lake and use this technology to catch fish I think that does a disservice to you as a fisherman because you don't get the joy of understanding like, hey, how, you know, what's the interaction between these fish and their environment and, you know, the prey and, you know, kind of like the, the lures that you're using as opposed to like saying, you know, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it because I want to understand these fish. And I think as a fisherman, when you really do that, you really get a, a better appreciation for the fish that you're catching. And I think at the same time, you kind of educate yourself as like, can this lake take this pressure because I know this lake now and I know what kind of fish that can be produced as opposed to saying, hey, I just look at a screen and, and it tells me there's X amount of fish in there. I'm going to get so many fish. I'm done. So hmm. to me, it's like that is kind of like I want people to understand like, hey, being a fisherman and being a, you know, being a harvester are two different things. One is done for joy. The other one is just done for food. Do we really need to, you know, do we really need to show up at a lake and just try to harvest as much as we can? Or do we want to show up at a lake and have a good time and try to figure out a fish, try to figure out a lake, try to figure out what they want that day? I think it's the latter to me, really. Hmm. You've changed my mind a lot now. In regards, I like that. In regards to harvesting versus, and learning the yeah. fish. Right. How it moves, why it does what it does. Yeah, to get to just have an understanding of it versus yeah, I like that. Oh, that's that's very true. Um, I'm still gonna need all the help I can because I suck. Well, I I, I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say like you had to stop today. I'm just saying like you know this is kind of this is kind of like where we are right now in technology in terms of fishermen. Do we you know do we say hey I want to have these fish to have you know because in hunting and in fishing you have to have your prey have you know, have some kind of pre-warning or let them know that you are really stalking them. And that's the that's the beauty of that, right? Mm -hmm. The prey and the hunter or the fisherman have an equal chance to either bite, not bite, get caught or not caught. And I think the equilibrium with the technology points, you know, is always pointing, you know, it's been weighted against the fisherman for so long now. And so I think we need to kind of like, you know, step, you know, step back and understand like, hey, Fishing for us is not about harvesting. It's about enjoying ourselves, you know, trying to learn a new skill, you know, get people excited about it. And you know what? The surprises that we get when we don't know what we're going to catch, I think that is overlooked between now and then because, you know, every fisherman, you know, what I'm saying is if I catch a walleye, I'm just as excited as, as, as if I catch a catfish and I don't know I was going to catch a catfish. That's the whole thing. And that's exciting because, you know what, you don't know what you're going to catch. But if you lean on the technology and you use the technology to your advantage all the time, you're never, ever going to, 
to to have that feeling of like, oh, I was surprised. You know, I was pleasant, you know, pleasantly surprised. I didn't know these fish took this. And three, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't account for these kind of conditions that these fish were going to bite. So I think that's going to make you a better fisherman in the long run. You know, one of these days the technology is going to go away or, you know, the technology gets so good that we don't want to use it anymore. This is when fishing goes back to its primal roots, you know, and it's not just about just, you know. You think that's where we're going to be heading towards? I think so, because you know what? Just like anything, when technology is introduced and it becomes too easy, Mm -hmm. too easily obtainable, I think people are going to have this pullback of saying, hey, I want to have my prey to have a chance to 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 do things that I don't expect them to do. Let me ask you guys, because since both of you two got the live scope, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, where do you see how how much more can you get? I guess how much? What do you guys think is going to be the next? Thing well, I think on? I think it can get even better than that. Seriously, because if you really think about it, if you're talking about you know you know global positioning, if you're thinking about history and you're you know it. The life scope is that, but what I'm saying is, if there's a if there's a technology out there that now can tell you the patterns in which these fish show up at a certain lake, you know, you you, you also tell like what what the water temperatures are, you know, when these fish are going to be there, you know, kind of like what they're feeding on, you know, that alone right there, that's that's a wealth of knowledge that to the the inexperienced fisherman that gets it will never understand and appreciate how hard that te- that kind of knowledge is come is is hard to come by what i'm saying is real fishermen put in the time put in the effort and you know and and kind of stake you know kind of like their reputations on catching fish and that's based upon like upon them that's based upon their own knowledge not upon not upon learning all this technology not saying technology is bad i'm just saying like at some point when you're a real fisherman you have to understand that there are fine nuances that technology can't teach you do you think that will happen one day? You think there'll be a a, a a software or technology, like you said, your live scope. Let's just say your live scope that can predict or tell you this is typically this species of fish is going to be here, temperature of water, you know, time of year. It all combined into a live scope. When the, I mean, I'm just saying I could actually see that happening, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, I just think the uh, well, like with live scope, the way I see it. Uh, you know, within the next few years, resolution's gonna get better. Okay. For one, and then the delay. There's a slight delay with live scope right now. You know, that's just with technology. You know, they're everything's just gonna get faster. Everything's gonna look clearer. Man. But I think it's just um, basically the information that you have access to. Like the better that technology gets, you know, the more information you have access to, like instantly. Well, that's true. But what I'm saying is. How about information like, hey, I'm I'm I subscribe to LifeScope and all of a sudden because I'm on a body of water, it sends me an email like, hey, the run is on. Yeah. Hey, the water temperature is exactly the way it should be. Hey, this is what we think the you know, these fish are. And what I'm saying is, hey, the minute we get to that point of hey, it's no longer fishing because, you know, fishing requires kind of guesswork. It's it's more of an art than a science. 
yeah. there's science in there but you know fishing is more of an art you know finessing allure you know understanding like hey they want hard bait they want soft bait but what i'm saying is at some point if we keep this down this road i can get an email one day and say hey they're biting on this lure they're on this body that's, of water that's gonna happen and, and, and so what i'm saying is yeah the technology in itself right now i'm just saying in a couple of years if this is something that we want to we could totally decimate these population of fish and what i'm saying is can we do it of course we can do it should we do it that's kind of what i want all fishermen to understand is like you know it is great to catch fish i want everybody to catch fish but at some point we have to really realize like hey if we don't if we don't understand and put in the work and appreciate what a, a real fisherman is in terms of like hey trying to understand and stuff like that i think that's really a disservice to the sport and so to me it's like i really want everybody to have a great time i want us to use the technology but sparingly and you know i think at some point in our you know in our fishing careers we're gonna have to make you know tough choices as to what technologies we, we should use and what technologies we should yeah 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 so so thing. like um um shit i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> but uh like the uh, you know nothing's gonna replace experience, but yeah. the better the better that the technology gets, the yes. gap between an inexperienced person and someone that's been fishing for twenty yes. years like yourself, yes. the gap is getting smaller. Yes, for someone that you know that spent five thousand dollars yes. on their electronics versus you, let's yes. say you spent just a, a lifetime yeah. learning this, and that's what I'm saying. It's like that is the difference that I want fishermen to understand: is do you want something that's easy? easily consumable easily bought and easily traded or do you want to be a fisherman that really understands your bodies of water really under really interacts with with the environment and you know and in some in some ways really give back to other fishermen in terms of your knowledge your time and you know caring for these fish because you know what at the end of the day we have to understand that there is more pressure than ever yeah on, on these bodies of water and if the technology gets better and fishermen refuse to you know to to understand that this gives them an unfair advantage i'm going to say that right now unfair <laughs> advantage then maybe just maybe we have to understand that we can't you know we can't use this technology the way we want it to or maybe hold back that's all i'm saying i'm not saying like any technology is bad i'm just saying at some point you as an individual as a fisherman have to really recognize that at some point does this give me an unfair advantage and do and, and do i still want to fish and still contribute and saying hey i i have this look and feel and understand all of this that's all i'm saying Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. Yeah. Just responsible harvest. Responsible harvest. That's it, that's, yes. That's all it comes down to, really. Yes. Self regulate in a way. Yes. And that's what I and I think that's really where that's really where a real fisherman comes in. Because you as a fisherman Owning a sport, understanding that you 
are a detriment to this sport because you are taking a resource from 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 these areas that you have to self-regulate and like i said you know being you know being a good person being a person with character is not when people are watching when they aren't watching and that's yeah. all i want real fishermen to understand is hey you know what we can decimate a population we can totally you know wipe everything out but you know at the end of the day if, when nobody's watching and you do the right thing, I want every fisherman to understand that that is really what I'm trying to preach. That's really what, as a real fisherman, I want to pass on to somebody else. Hey, if they're undersized, let them go. Hey, if you caught too many, hey, maybe don't harvest anymore. Hey, you know what? Maybe someday you go fishing and you don't catch it. You don't keep any fish. That is totally fine, too. You know, we have, we have more than enough technology now to where you don't have to mount a fish. You can take a picture, you know, and go to your local, you know, anybody and say, hey, taxidermy, make this one out of, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, you know, material that you want and mount it on your wall and you don't even have to keep the fish. So to me, it's like keeping a fish to say, I want to mount it. It's almost like, it's almost funny in a way to me anymore. So if you guys, uh, speaking of taxidermists, yes. go check out our previous episode. Uh, I'll, I'll put the link Awesome. Here. Yes. Yeah, put yeah, here. With Jimmy. With Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, Lawrence Taxidermy yeah, Studio. There. Yeah. Right there, we're kit. We're, I think it's that way. Right here, right here. We're gonna put it right above, above uh, Mr. Yang's head. In the middle. Yeah. So. Be on the other side. No, no. Check out that episode because I learned tremendous amount in regards to of how it happens in regards yeah. to mounting fish. You don't have to kill them. Yes. And then on top of that, and even if you do, this is the thing. He he actually said he goes, if you do, if you're gonna harvest it, I and mean, it's he mm -hmm. goes harvest the most the, the most ridiculously large yes. one ever because he goes, then he can use that. For the future one so it, technically if you kill one fish in a way yes. he said you're gonna save thousands of fish in the future because then he'll have a, a mold for that yes but he goes if, if he goes he has hundreds and thousands i think hundreds of molds right right he said something like that right he something said. like that something so like that. so he said most most of all the fish that you you know normally catch like 90 something percent he said i i'll have a mold but he goes if there's something that i don't have a mold for if you harvest that one, it will save future fish that's that size. That's awesome. So it, 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 it's a give and take, he said. And he goes, he doesn't really care. You know, he, he goes, selective harvest, he doesn't really care. But he goes, he's just giving us the information of that's how that yeah. works. So, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, selective harvesting, we shouldn't do that. I'm just saying, like, I don't want people to go out there and catch all the trophies and then say, hey, you know what, I'm going to keep these all. I'm just saying, as a fisherman... At some point, you have to say, hey, this is my best fish for the day. All the other ones go free or, you know, I'm going to take less than my limit. And that's the whole thing. It's like just because there's a limit doesn't mean we have to try to reach that limit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's so to me, it's like, right. you know, in Colorado, you know, you can have, you know, kind of like, hey, you know, each trout, you can have four, right? Hey, you don't have to catch four. Maybe you keep one. Maybe you keep two. I don't know. But what I'm saying mm -hmm. is every fisherman, and that's the beauty of fishermen as opposed to a hunter or whatever you can select what you're going to keep and we're going to let go and you know and that's the beauty of fishing and that's why i don't hunt i you know i have nothing against hunters i'm just saying like fishing in itself presents a unique opportunity for the fisherman kind of like the hunter to say hey i want to select what i want to harvest what i can keep and what i just want to remember in my memory because to me it's like the best fish is the ones that I let go, and to me, they grow bigger with age because, you know, mm -hmm. every every fisherman tells a fishing story, fishing lie, I want to say, and it becomes <laughs> bigger. So, yay, this, yeah, this fish that yeah. I let go that was 24 inches become 36, becomes 42, and you know what? Nobody can prove that, and that's the beauty of fishing 
as a fisherman because you know we all tell lies. No, dude, and that's I, the greatest. Oh, don't don't get this guy going. I uh, it was 35 so, 30 pounds oh, plus okay, kit, all right? So um <laughs> I just want to bring this up uh, so we went down and caught a blue cat. Yes. First it was like 20 pounds and then the no. next story is like okay dude, 25. It was it was 30 plus. Then, then it was like 30. Dude. Then it was 30 plus. Like this it, this number keeps getting higher every time you tell this story. It, and there's no pictures by the way. So there's no proof. But that's the beauty of fishing. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's like people think that that's a detriment to the sport. That's really the beauty of it. When there is no, when there is really no evidence, there is, and the stories live on, and they just keep growing. That to me is the best part about fishing because, unlike any other sport that you do, this is one of the few sports where lying or exaggerating the truth is accepted. You know? But I wasn't lying. I'm not exaggerating. It was 30 pounds plus, man. Wait, are you trying to, okay. not, I wasn't lying, man. You, you know what's worse? It, you know, what would be worse is if you took a picture and then kept changing the weight. Yeah. That so, would be worse. So since there's no picture, you know, you, you can leave it up to your imagination. That's, but that's if you took a picture and it's obviously yeah. a... 20 pound fish yes. but then you say it was oh, 30 it's a 40 yes. people are going to call you out on it true exactly social so, media for you though i mean yeah. hey that's, just, that's what i'm saying hey but that's what i'm saying that's the beauty of being a fisherman and letting a fish go and letting the fishing story live live itself you know what i agree with them because because of me not taking that picture yes the story is going on hey who You're and right. who can prove it that's what i'm saying i mean my own it was 30 hey, pounds. Hey, he can't even you prove it. Hey, kid, hey. kid was there, but he was maybe like 50-some yards away. I'd say at least 50 yards yeah. away. He was pretty far, so he couldn't really tell. But I'm telling you, I'm a big hey. guy, and it was it's it was well bigger than – it was about as big – it was a big, well bigger than my leg. And it was it was, it was was 30 pounds plus, Boys, man. I'm telling hey, you. Hey, hey. Denny, we gotta ask Denny. We gotta ask Denny. Hey. Denny should. Uh, Next time you tell me that story, it's gonna be thirty-five. I'm gonna be okay with that because I'm a fisherman. I accept stories like that. Okay, right. I accept stories like that. But it was. But you know what? It's one of those things where I didn't get the picture, and I was like, at first, I was like, man, that really, really sucks. I wanted that, you know. But, I know, go, but it's but in my course, memory, dude. Yes, but what I'm saying is, this is the beauty of fishing and not documenting to the letter what you're catching, because what I'm saying is these stories are the stories that generate excitement, generate interest, and generate other fishermen to go to where you went to try to catch their dream fish. And that's and that's really, at the end of the day, that's really what we as fishermen really are doing is having the excitement built into the sport so other fishermen can go out and maybe even best us or try to catch their own monsters or you know kind of like have their own experiences and that's to me it's like that in itself is the fisherman ecosystem is you know the whole you know maybe the little bit of lying but the whole thing is like hey i want everybody to be interested about going to you know to do a sport that anybody can do because you know let's not let's not kid ourselves fishing doesn't require a whole bunch of physical you know strength you don't have to be tall you don't have to be short you don't have to be fast you don't have to be skinny right <laughs> what i'm saying is this is a sport this is one of the few sports that is you know, open to all and there is really no barrier for for somebody to pick up a, a fishing pole and go fishing and that's what that's what I love about fishing. That's my excitement about fishing, and that's what I want to bring to people. Like, hey, if you don't catch anything, at least you enjoyed yourself, went and had a good time with your friends, took a day off, you know, kind of relax yourself, re 
rejuvenate, you know, rejuvenate yourself. That's all I'm just saying. Is like, fishing is so much more than catching a fish. At the end of the day, you have to really look at the whole like mental aspect, the whole you know physical aspect, and the whole enjoyment with friends, yourself. Hey, some people fish alone because they like the solitude. Some people fish with friends because they like you know the camaraderie with other. And that's all I'm just saying is like fishing is is different than any other sport in that you may get what you want it to be. You know, you go after a fish because you have your own reasons. You know, you let fish go because you have your own reasons. You know, and that's what I want every fisherman to really understand about. Hey, fishing is is an individual sport that you can make it for yourself, for others, you know. Or you know, for your whole family. You know, to me, it's like I'm a big family guy, and it's great. Even when we don't catch fish with my wife and my kids, we have a great time. It doesn't matter. It's not about fishing. It's about being together. It's about being outdoors, being about healthy. That's all I'm just saying. So, you know, have at it, fishermen. You know, I salute every fisherman that's out there right now, trying to catch a fish, trying to learn a fish. You know, learn to catch a fish, trying to understand the technology, you know, trying to understand, you know, you know, the, the behavior of fish. Because that in itself, you know, that's the exercise that I want everybody to understand. Like fishing is is one of those sports that the, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, you know, you know, and, and, and you don't have to be the best and you still can enjoy yourself. There's nobody judging you as a fisherman. You know, there, there isn't, you know, short of being in a tournament fishing. But you know what? A bad fishing day to me, like I always tell people, was a better day than working. You know, and, I, you know, there has been more than, 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 than a couple of trips where, like, I have not caught fish and I still enjoyed myself. So that's all I'm just trying to say is, you know, fishing is one of those sports that, you know, you make it the way you want it to be and and you understand that that's what you want it that's what you want so that that's all i'm just saying so hey fishermen please like i said please enjoy yourself just understand that you know we, we live in a finite world with finite resources and you know just be selective about that stuff and you know if you're new to it and you want to keep fish hey i'm not i i have never said hey as long as you're keeping fish within your legal within your legal limits, please do. But what I'm saying is at some point when you get better, when you're a better fisherman, when you know when you understand your prey more, maybe you gotta let a couple of them go. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all I'm just saying. And, and it's beautiful. That's all I'm saying. And make sure to pick up your trash. Oh, speaking of that. Yes. Um, I, I have, uh, just so everybody knows, we are still doing the, uh, the cleanup at Big Creek. And I talked to Derek with 515 Fishing. He's gonna be joining us. We're gonna do coincide with him. Uh, October 23rd, I believe. And we're looking around noonish lunchtime. And we'll see. We're going to, um, I think Fishing Kid myself will be there. I think Sake Fishing Sean will be there. We're going to uh, provide some foods and everything, some drinks here and there. So we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll get more details in the next coming weeks. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to help the, the Iowa DNR a little bit out, clean up Big Creek. So make sure you guys go see us out there. You guys get an opportunity, but we'll, we'll have more details coming up on that soon. Wow. That's, a, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, that is awesome because you know what, that's, that's kind of like giving back to the environment and, you know, helping yeah. out the fish that you're fishing and, and you know what, just making everything, you know, kosher and clean for, for other people to enjoy. And that's, yep. you know, you know, I think that's kind of part of fishing too is, 
you can't always take. You got to give back. And, you know, I applaud you guys for, for doing that. So, yep. you know. So you can come and visit us? I mean, uh, you can come help us clean up. I know. Hey. You got a month. I gave you hey. a month notice. Hey, and you, we got can... a extra, uh, you got an extra room at my house. There you go. Oh, so. hey, hey. I, I, let's, I'll take a look. And if I have some time, <laughs> I'll be there. And this time, I'll just come with a trash bag and a picker. How about that? I don't even need a fish. I don't need a fish. Sounds good. I got rods for you, Mr. Yeah, Yeah, don't worry about that. (laughs) So um, this evening, gentlemen, why don't you tell me what are you guys, what's our plans? What are we going to target? I mean, we got, this is, uh, we got one more, one more evening here in our trip here. Uh, What? You guys tell me. I'm I'm just kind of following you guys a little bit. I mean, you guys are better in regards to knowing what, what's going to be happening this evening. What? Get, what are we what's our plan tonight <laughs> we're gonna catch some fish is the plan that is that's true um okay. there's a few spots that we have over here um this the, the night bite's pretty good here actually it yeah. is yeah like back at home i don't really fish at night much even though you know i'm a cat fisherman i catch most of my catfish during the daytime um but like even here the white bass the crappies bite at night. You just got to be at the right place at the right time, I suppose, throwing the right stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, you know, when I go to bed, I'm going to cast some lines out for some kitties. And they'll <laughs> w- keep waking me up. But, you know, w- if I land a fish, it's worth it. There you go. So make sure you guys check out his channel. Did you catch anything the other night? Um, Recorded? The first night. You did. Last night was a little rough. Did I, <laughs> did I, tell, did I tell a story about how I... Uh, Fell asleep, and then I forgot to open my thing. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did talk earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the other night, I landed two channel cats over thirty nice. inches. Nice. So two master anglers. Wow. All and right. uh, one one keeper or one one eater, I should say. Yeah. There you go. And uh, so, but I didn't keep any of them because it was three in the morning, and I'm not trying to mess around with no fish <laughs> like on a stringer or a bucket. Nice, nice. Very true. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll do that tonight. What's your plans, Mr. Yang? Well, what are, what's your uh, game yeah. plan for well, tonight? Well, you know what? Uh, you know, the other guys <laughs> had success with catfish, and I've never really targeted catfish here at this reservoir. Yeah. So to me, it's like to, to pull in a couple of catfish, that would be that'd be great for me. And, and that's all I want is, you know, it's not about catching more. I just want to catch a couple of them because yeah. I've really never targeted them here which is kind of weird because i've been at this reservoir numerous times but i've never really targeted them for some strange reason walleyes crappies white bass i've, I've done those but i don't target catfish for some reason so tonight's going to be like kind of like new for me i'm really going to try to catch catfish so yeah if i catch one that's gonna be great as a fisherman i would i would check it off for this reservoir like i target it and i got you um, i i caught some catfish here and there by mistakes but right. i've never really targeted them so to me it's like as a fisherman if i'm gonna say this is what i'm gonna do tonight this is what i'm gonna do is try to catch a catfish here and if i do that's gonna be great i'm a, you know i'm gonna be super stoked if i catch one or 10 or 20 i'm still stoked you know it doesn't matter to me i just want to catch a fish to like i said like i was telling people i'm gonna knock it off my uh you know the check it off of my list and say yeah. hey i've done it and and that's it you know yeah. That's what we'll do. So, hey, make sure, though, we'll do this. You record tonight so if he can catch the, his first targeted catfish That's right. at That's this right. reservoir. So let's record that tonight. And if, if it happens, you guys got to check out his uh, his uh, YouTube channel so that you can see Mr. Yang in action and see how excited he gets. Yeah. So well, that's, that's one of the things I want to talk about, actually. When you go from the 
accidental cat yes. fisherman to the uh, you're gonna go out with a game right. plan. Like, okay, I'm gonna go out, yeah, target good. this fish, yes. and then you catch that fish. That is that is the sweetest. I think that is the sweetest moment as a fisherman to know that you went for something, you planned it, you know, you you planned it, you know, you 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 went out and you know try try to do it, and then you actually accomplish it. That's the best part about fishing is when you actually do something and it works out. So to me, it's like if I catch catfish, not like I said, one or a hundred, it doesn't matter. I'm just happy that I caught what I was going for because I've caught them accidentally. And I just want now, like like you, like we said tonight, I'm going to use all of my catfishing equipment to try to catch these <laughs> fish. And if I do it, that'd be awesome. Seriously, yeah. kid. So I'm, I would be totally stoked. All right, we're gonna, yeah, this is gonna be cool. We'll, yeah. Hope, Kit will be recording. We'll take some pictures. You guys will see the excitement happen, and we'll, we'll start. You guys, you, you guys, will I'm, see excited. It. I'm, we'll excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. We gotta make it happen. We gotta make it happen. We gotta make it happen tonight. Hopefully, uh, you'll catch a master angler channel cat. Hey, you know what? When we went blue fishing and I caught that small, I was just. It could have been thirty pounds. It could have been, you know, that sh- that little one. I was just as happy, bro. <laughs> I was so stoked when I caught that. I was like, my first blue. That was awesome. If I could catch a catfish here, just a catfish. Hey, it's a blue gray. You know, it's a flathead gray. It's the channel's gray. I'm just saying, if I catch a fish that I'm trying to catch and I do, it would be awesome. I would be totally stoked. All right, we're going to make that happen. So, um, But other than that, you got anything else for Mr. Yang Guy? No. Uh, How about you, Kit? You got anything else for him? Okay, one last question, Mr. Yang. Sure. What's your favorite part of fishing? You know what? My favorite part of fishing is just hanging out with with you guys, like my buddies. You know what? We cannot catch fish, and I always will have a good time. Fishing, catching fish is probably the lowest part of every fishing trip that I do. It's, it's not about catching fish. I could always catch fish, but, you know, the time that we have together is so limited as fishermen, you know, as friends, as, you know. And so to me, it's like, hey when we could spend time together like we do right here and we don't catch anything i'm fine with that if we catch anything that's a bonus of course as a fisherman i always want to catch fish but you know what this is this is what makes fishing so much fun that people that do this for a long time understand that at some point it 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 ceased not about catching fish but being around people that you love doing what you want to do and just experiencing what you you know as a fisherman that you want to do so to me it's like yes you know, hey, if we catch fish, great. But you know what? I love spending time with you guys, and you know, and we do a bunch of crazy stuff. But you know, <laughs> off camera, that thank God nobody will ever see. But you know, this is this is what I live for. You know, these are the trips that we do because, you know, I I feel like these these are the times that that I have the best times, fishing or not fishing. We could show up here and not even fish, and it'd be great. But yeah. you know, what? fishing is is like an extra, like a you know, like the like like the topping on on a Sunday, you know, you know, this makes it even better. It's just what brings us together. You know, we yes. don't live close to each other. We don't. We but don't. Like fishing is our common ground. Yes, it is. And and I just wanted to let you know, audience, that we drove six hours each way just to meet here. So it's not like it's not like an easy trip. When you know we can't fly in here because there's no major airport. <laughs> so it's not an easy trip for all of us. But I'm so happy, really. That we make the time to, to every year to meet here or somewhere else to, 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 to fish a different kind of fish. 
and understand that, you know, fishing is like so low on the totem pole for me. It's spending time with you guys, uh, telling stories and, and, and learning from from each other of what works and doesn't work. And that's kind of like that's kind of like the best part. Like like I always tell my wife, like after all these events, when I go home, it's always stored in my mind like, wow, that was such a good trip. And I can't wait for us to meet again because, you know, I can't wait to tell you my experiences and what works and you know hearing from you guys so hey fans of you know you know bff hey tell us what you guys love about fishing and you know what what we could do better and what you could do better as fishermen because you know what i think this channel is about not just about like sharing fishing and stuff like that but really it's about a community and we're this is what you know Gords is trying to to build is hey, you know a, a, a mutual understanding between people that love a sport and that we want to come together and so it, you know if you have anything to suggest to Gord or even a kid about his fishing channel please do because you know that only makes us all better fishermen all only makes us better you know better human beings I know it's kind of weird that fishing makes us better human beings but that's really how I feel like you know when we respect the fish we respect each other we respect you know we just respect you know the whole you know kind of like the whole world that we live in so yeah you know that's you know I'm sorry pie in the sky kind of like philosophy going off i know thing, but, who would but have thought mr yang so philosophical <laughs> i know i know but hey you know what you guys caught me in a good day i got a full buzz on right there now. we go there we go and you know and hey this is the truth serum right here i've always told people <laughs> that when i start you know when we drink and we talk about stuff and you have enough that's when there's no holds <laughs> barred there is nothing holding me back what i tell you is uh, you know it's true now there is nothing inhibiting me from from telling you anything that well, I don't feel. What we'll have to do one day is we'll we'll have to do a bonus episode with uh, my brother-in-law. I think he he was on our episode before and with Mr. Yang one day. We'll we'll have to do like a a side rated <laughs> R so we can hear some stories. You, you you would love to hear the stories, trust me. Yeah, uh, but that that's for another day. I'll do a bonus episode one day. We can definitely do that. Um, but other than that, no, no, this is awesome. Just uh, like he was saying, though, this is we make this trip, you know, a couple times a year. I mean, at least once a year for sure. We try to get down here, and like he was saying, we meet each other. And um, no, thank you so much, man. Just no, for, no, just being a part of yeah. part of our show. And hey, just, you know, I want to thank you guys for you know one for coming fishing with me, and two for inviting me on this show yep. because you know. You know, I have a lot of philosophies, and you guys probably hear it too much. But hey, <laughs> thank you, brothers, for uh, for uh, you know for understanding and for listening to me. And hey, for all your fans and audience, hey, if you have something you want to tell us, please do because you know I think this you know we're trying to make this channel better for Gords and Kit, and you tell them, and you know we can really you know focus on what makes it great for you guys and that's really what you know this whole youtube and social media is about is hey getting us all better getting us all in line so yeah i i'm just so thankful hey thank you Gord. thank you for, kit for inviting me for this show and you know maybe maybe more so let's go future. get a drink on and uh your, your wife made some amazing ribs man yeah, so, so we, we gotta go yeah. do that and then we're gonna catch some fish and then you check into Fishing Kids YouTube channel and see Mr. Yang catch some catfish. <laughs> All right. Hopefully. Awesome. Hopefully. Hopefully. Cross the fingers. Fingers but crossed. Yeah. Other than that, till next time, guys. All right. Thank All you, right. guys. Mr. Yang, always a pleasure. Hey, thank you, guys. <laughs> you guys don't have me in the back, right? I don't know. We might. <laughs> Do you want to be? You, you can be. You want to be in the back, hun? Oh, yeah. hell no. <laughs> Maybe.
they, they want to know they want to know the strong woman behind a strong man. That's right. So 